Welcome to the Creative Flex Podcast, where we shine the light on the journeys and talents of people across the globe. I'm your host, Sean Dean, and I hope you're entertained and most of all inspired by these stories. Please subscribe on Spotify and iTunes. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you. Good afternoon, Glenn Taylor from Taylor James. Thanks for joining the Creative Flex podcast. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me on, Dean. Thank you for having me on, mate. Of course. So, so you're hunkering down in PA, correct? Where in PA? Yeah, yeah I uh, I reside in Westchester. Uh, we're about 45 minutes outside of Philadelphia. Um, in a tiny little village, sun shining through the window, setting the scene for you. Kids are outside, splashing around in a in a in a uh, a big bowl of uh, water. Nice. Oh yeah, it's a it's a lovely a lovely day today. Great, and you have two two little daughters, correct? Yeah, two a two year old and a three three year old. So, um, this is one podcast I know that won't be interrupted because they're outside. Normally, they're uh, <laughs> gate gate crashing my uh, my conference calls, which I know a lot of people are kind of dealing yeah. with nowadays. Yeah, I mean that would have been fine too. It'd be great to see them. But uh, <laughs> why did you pick uh, PA? I've always been curious. I know you lived in Brooklyn for a while, right? When you moved yeah. to the states. Yeah, yeah. When I moved, I moved to the states in 2012 and set the New York office up, which was uh, took a, a lot of um, downtime as well as normal time to get that up and running. Um, kind of come out of uh i actually come out of london and uh, the business had been going for a bit of a challenging time back in london we were carrying a lot of debt it was we just survived the 2008 recession and we were kind of looking to see how we could grow and it wasn't going to happen just staying in london so we we had 50 percent of our clients in the states and knew we had to get out there and um get closer to them because the world was definitely getting smaller competition getting stronger so yeah we i came to new york with i actually only brought over with me one person which was mark knowles who's um a real strong character in the business today um met jen allison in new york and really we were like a a magic trio to start with really we uh those first couple of years we were we were throwing everything into it and it kind of paid off in the end really that all that hard work so i i I moved to New York, moved to Brooklyn, loved it. Absolutely loved my time in New York. I was single at the time, so <laughs> I was very much enjoying a, a really nice kind of, I was quite old actually. I was 38 when I moved to New York, so I was, I was getting on in years, but I met some great people, had a great time, was out partying and stuff. I was working hard as well as playing hard. And I actually met my missus in Brooklyn. And where we, where we are right now in Westchester is where she grew up and went to school. So we've simply kind of, you know, when we got pregnant, it was like, what do you want to do, darling? Where do you want to go? So she decided Philadelphia. So we had a little stint in the city of Philly. And now we live out here in the what is actually quite green rolling hills. It's The, the countryside's quite like England where I grew up. And I actually grew up in a little village very similar to what I'm in now. And we've got a little farm as well. So and I grew up on a farm as it's almost going back to my roots, even though I'm three and a half thousand miles away. I think. Yeah. So you, you grew up in is it Burris or Bures? How do you, how do you pronounce Bures. it? Yeah, Bures actually. Bures, yeah. yeah. 
Gotcha. Well done. And, well done. A lot of people don't get that right, so you done well. <laughs> and it stated on your About Me page that it's near Essex and Suffolk, and that just sounds like a Lower East Side address. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was actually one of my first haunts, come, haunts coming to New York. Uh, you know, you had to go to Essex, yeah, to Essex Street and Essex House and all that. So, yeah, that's that's there's Essex is um, in England. If you ask an English person about Essex, they have a pretty bad reputation, to be honest. So anyone who comes from the region of Essex, wrongly, it has a bad reputation. Is a lot of hooligans? Is, is that the? Um, I think it's kind of. I think that over the years, the closest analogy in the US, I think, is the Jersey Shore. So. <laughs> okay, I get that. I, I'm from Jersey. I apologize so to that, everyone. I get that reference. Jersey Shore, yeah. <laughs> Growing up, you worked on a pig farm, if I'm correct. Yep. You know, working with those smart animals. Uh, Do you, you have siblings growing up? Yeah, I had an older brother. Yeah, we we we're really close today. Um, he's 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 a creative as well. He's um, got into acting, and yeah, so he's uh, back in the UK. He lives in London. Um, he, he's a very proud godfather and, uh, you know, loves to get over as all my family do to see the kids and stuff. But yeah, he's, um, he's doing well. So yeah, we grew up in, in, in viewers, quite a, uh, modest upbringing really, but a strong work ethic, you know, was installed to both of us at a young age through, through my dad, God bless his soul. He's a good old boy. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it wasn't a, it wasn't a strange thing that I, set my own business up at 26 it was kind of in the blood almost from from different jobs i held over the years just to make a bit of money whether it's through college and university or whether it's at school doing a bit of gardening and grass cutting weed whacking yeah. it's um, all the way along i'd kind of had this ambition to always want to work for myself so as soon as i got the skills up enough and the, the industry knowledge and i knew my my direction of travel within my work career mm-hmm. i um embarked on setting up tj yeah how was it that, that you and your brother kind of went into the arts i mean that's something i don't know, you <laughs> I don't know. We, we, yeah to be honest we um we debate that for many many a christmas dinner um i don't know whether it's my dad's <laughs> woodworking abilities i know he's probably not the craving it might be my mum actually she does all the she does the knitting and uh she you know, i suppose the, the, the fortunate thing for our generation is we had the outlet we had the ability to go into careers that probably weren't available to our parents generation so they you know they probably had it in there but it didn't have the outlet but they what they did always install in the pair of us was you can do whatever you want and you know they had the utmost um support we both had the utmost support and encouragement to go and do whatever yeah, um, and and really follow you know, something I, I bring forward to my kids really is I won't be typecasting them to become a doctor or to you know do something in academia. It's like you know you you really only get one life and you've got to enjoy it. And we spend so much time working. It's you've got to find something that you enjoy yeah. and that gets you out of bed in the morning. You know. Yeah, I mean, I agreed. I, I think the, the effect that parents and, and teachers have on your life it, it's it's so strong, so significant. Growing up. For me, uh, you know, my parents, you know, my dad emigrated here with with very little money. And, you know, the dream was to have their kids to become doctors and lawyers, that kind of thing. Kind of like immigrant stories uh, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. My brother's a doctor and I'm in in the arts. So uh, so (laughs) (laughs) he got the short straw then, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so that's that's why I was curious how you kind of navigated that. I'll tell you, it, it, it is the words you just said. Then um, 
when I was uh, it was there was one day at school we we'd studied we do art at school and it was basic we were like do some pottery do some fine art painting and we had this um we I think we were 15 at the time and we had someone come in for one day to give an hour's talk about all the different career potential there was within the arts and from film television to graphic design to architecture to spatial design all these different things and that was probably that one hour with some strangers just coming in and giving a bit of bit of speech about what they've gone into and how many different possibilities there are. That was enough for me to go. I want to go that way, and it, it literally was that. I just I just liked it. I just got those creative juices. You know, when you come, you've got an idea or something, you're working on something, and that you got that energy and that buzz inside of you. Mm. That, that's the drug that I was chasing. But at the same time. You know, stuff like digital art and digital graphics, all that stuff. I mean, it, it takes skill. There's a lot of innate ability that it, that it takes, you know, not just hard work. Yeah. It, it's yeah. like, I can't draw for, for, for shit. But <laughs> there, there are people that could do that with their eyes closed. So, yeah, so, so yeah, you had uh, that, that innate ability. No, so I didn't. I didn't have, so I wasn't that good at art. I was, um, there were kids around me who could draw the perfect uh, realistic picture of a, of a portrait or could draw a landscape they were just so much better at it than i was but i just had this um which is something to god children I, t- I, tr- I try and install that in them in that it's not about how good you are it's, it's honestly it's got to be what you get and that was it i just knew that i wanted to go down this path because i got so much from it. Mm-hmm. and and actually my skills probably came out later on when i got into graphics and I've never had experience of that at school. For students that are just graduating from SVA and then those kind of types of schools and want to follow your path, is, is that something that, that you would recommend? Just give I, it your all? And, and I suppose for me, that funnel, that funnel of experience is the key. Like you can't, the one thing you can't buy as a, as a 47 year old is time. You, you've, you've had your time, you've used it. It's, it's been banked. But if you if you go back, I wouldn't change anything about what I've done, the journey I've travelled. But I would definitely encourage people leaving university to to don't go into one job and kind of just follow that path for four or five years. Like you know, it's a perfect opportunity for you to if you to jump around. I mean, I, I probably did my funneling when I was at art college because I went and rather than do a graphic design course, I did a general art and design course. So for one year, I did everything from model making to fashion to uh, graphics to fine art to this and it, and it just then in the second year they funneled you into a direction to then fly you into university so um that was actually for me was perfect because it, it reaffirmed my general direction and i picked up other skills and experiences along the way photography which i do i do in my own time today mm. got a real passion for photography and it's it's probably grown out of that those experiences i had when i was 16 but if you're if you're leaving university today i would be going i mean a lot of people who leave university are probably so honed in their skills that they know the direction they're going to but if there's any doubt it's a perfect time in your life to just try things you know the last time i saw you was probably back in like 2012 at one of those twenty thousand dollar table the book connections events uh, yeah. Or it may have been a couple of years ago. I, th- those tables are crazy. You don't even get bottle service. <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah, no, no, no bottle service. No, or flares coming over. Um, yeah, I, I got to say that's that. It's not like I've had one of them every month ever since. I can assure you that they're they're special treats for us. Tell us about the the dosa story with uh, 
Sir Paul McCartney. Oh, that, was, that was an old one. That was an old one. Yeah, I was with, um, I'll keep my voice down in case my missus hears. I was with an ex-girlfriend a few years ago now. And um, I was, we were actually, I was on a motorbike and we drove out. So we're driving out to um, Montauk and we stopped in one of the Hamptons somewhere around there. And it was, uh, East, what is it, East Hampton Chutney Company? They've got, okay. they got, they got a place in uh, Soho. Where you get these yep. doses, that, um, and they're like the best vegetable. Yeah, doses for the for the there. listeners, doses are, are like crepes that are savory with with yeah. like meats and stuff. Yeah. So we went in. We I drove past it. So I was like, right, we're going in here. We go in, place the order, and there's like people everywhere, and benches outside all full up. It's a nice sunny day, and I go, I go and sit. Manage to get this seat, and my girlfriend at the time sitting opposite from me, but she's looking towards the crowd, and I'm looking into a wall. And all I hear is this woman going, Paul, 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 over here, Paul, over here. Like, Paul, Paul. Like, just, just like, I'm like, will you shut up, woman? It was that kind of thing, right? And this, and my girlfriend's looked at me and she goes, oh, I think, I think that's a guy from the Beatles. And I'm like. <laughs> is your girlfriend English or, I mean, everyone knows the Beatles, but. She, yeah, no, she, yeah, no, she was South African, actually. But she's, I mean, she spent long enough in England. I mean, like, yeah, you've got to know which one it is, surely. Surely they've, they've, they're, they're so famous, you know, you know everything. Anyway, so I turn around and I'm like, there he is, like two yards away from Paul McCartney. And I'm like, holy oh, shit. I'll tell you what it was. It was 2012 because they'd just he'd done the closing of the Olympics, and that was the thing I was talking to him about. I just went over and started chatting to him about. I was at the Olympics and everyone afterwards, hey Jude, bellowing out on all the tube stations and everything on the way home. It was just yeah. I mean that was a special awesome. time. 2012 was a special special year. Great. It was the Golden Jubilee for the Queen as well. So it was. Um, so yeah, I got I got to annoy and have a good chat with Paul McCartney. Over a doser. Was he incognito or was he? People uh, he was him? with. So he lived. So his missus is from there. They lived there. They had the family there and everything. I was totally gate crashing their lovely, their lovely lunch. But um, he was nice. Cool. He was really nice. One common theme from all these episodes that I'm uh, recording is just speaking with creative people. Success is is subjective, but yeah, creative people and talking about peeling some layers of their lives to get to know them better. That that's purpose of these that I'm doing. And the common theme is just to find out all, amongst everything a, a time that you fell and how you got back up and stronger. Do you have, I mean, it doesn't have to be yeah, just no, about like, business, just about whatever, just a, any yeah, particular yeah, yeah. moment that you remember that you want to talk about. That'd be, that'd be great to hear. I've got to be honest. I'll go with, I'll, I'll pretty much go with why I came to America. It, it really was a tough, dark time. It was the worst time in the TJ history. I mean, we've, this year is our 20th year. In September, we would have been running for 21 years. So, um, started as a one one man band, and we've had numbers up to 120 people. We're down at about 80 people now. So, at the time that I moved, we only had the London office. We were running with 40 staff. We needed a lot of revenue to keep everyone busy, and I I was a creative, and I'd learned to run business, but I definitely I, I wasn't a businessman at that point. I, I, I class myself now as a businessman and that's because I, I actually made a conscious decision to step back from from the creative aspects uh, probably about two years into coming to New York really and that and that was on the firm belief that you always surround yourself with people that are better than you or you know that add something to what you're doing and you empower and you let them do what they 
what, what you see in them, you let you, you facilitate and let them do that. I, I definitely learned that probably the hard way. At the time, I think I was in debt for about 400, 500,000. And that was like, it was huge. I mean, it was like I was about to lose uh, my house that I had back in the UK. And I knew coming to New York I had to do it different. So the reason only three of us started at the beginning was because I wanted to rebuild the business on a new foundation. Wow. We'd, we'd, we'd come from 2D. So I wanted to build the business on a 3D animation and, and motion base. So everyone employed beyond the three of us always come from motion that was that was how i wanted to change the dna of what i couldn't change back in london we were 40 people we'd become stagnant we were struggling we were we, we were employing we should have been cutting back and you built these relationships with 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 your colleagues that you, you're not it's hard to be a business owner and to take full responsibility for the safeguarding of the business and to make those tough decisions and People do it far too often. They don't make those tough decisions. They put it off and it affects profitability and therefore quite often whether the business will even survive, you know. So I definitely struck a balance trying to rebuild. Fall. I was definitely in a place where I'd fallen over and to rebuild, I wanted to rebuild it with a, with a new methodology. And so I was just started with right at the beginning, yeah. went back to basics. I mean, in that first two years, I was a creative director, I was a retoucher, I was a salesperson, I was an accountant, everything, kind of did everything, editing at one point. That, and that was always uh, probably, I've been really fortunate over 20 years to attract some really good talent. Um, lots of talent has come through the business and, and, and left and gone on and done amazing things. You know, some of our, some of our hardest competition today is, is, is ex-staff who work for us, which is, I, I take that as a compliment. That, um, for sure put people in that position and, 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 I'm, and I'm, I, I, I'm quite competitive I like that that challenge and stuff and uh, I'm very proud of proud of that proud of having having had good people come through the business it's, it's, it's good for, for someone that wants to seek employment at Taylor James is that what you're looking for I mean more motion just in generally you know somebody that's a self-starter yeah like, I mean I, so that's I suppose those those responsibilities now I passed down. Um, so I've got my ECD in New York, Jay Harwood. He's um, I know Jay. I work with Jay, him on the last yeah, project. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He's, he's awesome. Like he, he he's awesome. He's um he's building a team. He's built and building a team around him. That's look. We <laughs> no one's been where we've been before. New technologies are coming out all the time, and we work in a creative space where we balance what we do creatively with technology. And as new tech comes out, there's new ways to do things. So Jay's got a great um, level of experience within interactive, with, you know, directing VR projects and like mixed media and just a real great sensibility to, to the creative art of what we're, what we're making, but understanding and bringing in technological benefits that actually, that actually, improve the creative messaging so whatever it is that we're trying to communicate making sure that, that if we can and we need to use technology we will and, and that's our mantra really is staying true to what we're trying to say and using whichever part of it so i think any new talent looking to come come work for us it's uh it's, it's i think it's be be bold in in, in how you approach it today you've, you've got to stand out and 
against so many people and um, stand out. That's what you got to do. You got you got to stand out and, and work hard. I think you know we we so many of us. I think some of the success of being able to work from home as we as we have been is because a lot of our our employees already have their own kits at home because they're 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 passionate about what they're doing. That when they go home at weekends, they've probably got better computers at home than what we're giving them in the office sometimes. I hate to say that, but some of, some of the times that's probably the case. So that transition to moving to home is easier because they're passionate about what they're doing. And so there, I think, stand out and be passionate about what you're doing. And uh, how are you doing without sports in your life? I mean, I'm struggling. Um, so it's terrible. Like, I haven't been able to wear any. I'm showing him right now all my Spurs shirt. No, is that I'm a Tottenham uh, Hotspur? I'm a, to- yeah. I'm a Tottenham Hotspur through and through. Okay. Yeah. Um, Coys? Yeah. Uh, come on, you Spurs. Yes. C-O-Y-S. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, season ticket holder actually. So get back for quite a few games. It's hard. Like that's the one release that, that I get at the weekend is like a couple of hours on the telly. And you know, Saturday mornings, wherever I wake up with the girls and go down and dress them up in some football kits, and we'll we'll start watching it, and I get them shouting goal at the telly and all that. So. Yeah, I miss I miss sports. I miss sports a lot. Even watching old games, it gets old. Yeah, it's not the same because no, it's not the same. I had four games on the DVR and I've watched them three times. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, who's your sure. who's your team? I'm not, I'm not I'm not I'm not a huge no. Premier League uh, soccer okay. fan. Uh, I'm, I'm a giant traditional quote unquote American uh, sports fan, but but I, I respect. Uh, soccer. So maybe football. some yeah. maybe maybe you can tell me if I'm uh, if I'm an American fan. Fly Eagles fly <laughs> on the road to victory. You picked the Eagles. I didn't pick it. I didn't pick it. I as soon as I got with my missus, as soon as I got with my missus, everyone down here bleeds green. It's that's, like, that's a good choice. Yeah. Going with your wife, it's it's a good choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Glenn, thank you so much for the time. So I want to no give problem. you the floor. I don't know if you have anything you want to talk to the audience about any maybe a charity maybe you know what's going on next with you and, and your company or, or just you whatever you want to talk about you have you know i'll give you the, the floor uh, if you want wow to. wow i i i didn't prepare for anything like that i feel like i should be talking about a charity that i that i work for but unfortunately i don't <laughs> i don't have time that's 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 the biggest challenge well i'll tell you what i, I okay so I suppose here I'll share some personal wisdom from being in lockdown. And I think uh, my first two weeks were great because it was just like, wow, I'm back home and it's it's all good. And then by weeks, week three to six, like me and the wife nearly killed each other and the kids and everything else. And we're going stir crazy. And actually, what are we now? Week 10. And I got to say that. Something like, it's like that. It's I don't know May, what number it is. May 85th right now. <laughs> yeah. So like now we're in a great, we're in a really good place. It's, it's really weird. It's like making us all really reevaluate how we did life before. So I work, I work differently. I work as hard as I ever worked, but it's different. So I manage it around the kids in a different way. I do a little bit in the evenings to cover a bit of extra time. Um, and we, we've been out. We've been walking. We got we've got a new puppy in that time, and we've I've actually lucky enough to have a little bit of a farm, so I've been able to get outside and even in the rain and and the sunshine, get out and um, get some mental space, mental break away from from work. Because I think those first two weeks, I tried to do the hours I was doing in New York, 
at home and that was killing me and uh and, and so now we've we've got a really nice balance but it's it's definitely taken me a long time to kind of switch that one up and find the balance to be there for everyone else but at the same time get get everything done that you need to get done the pressures that are on you so reevaluating and taking time out for yourself uh, it's like the, the opening scene in, in clockwork orange for me yeah you know? <laughs> yeah oh. <laughs> or that, that whole movie yeah you know, it's just this point it's just, it's it's tough and i could see how people are, are having mental issues because uh, yeah. like, as humans we're not we're not made to be isolated we're made nah. to be social yeah and if you if you if you're not living with your family or you're not within a big group that you can be social then it's tough i think you know if you, if you come from a big family you're all together it's actually a little bit of a special time i mean how how how, how are you doing it where are you now it's in jersey uh it's, it's the suburbs the air is beautiful i could run at any time at night yeah. i'm very fortunate gratitude's a thing that it's something that i wake up and try not to stress out too much and i haven't had a sip of alcohol since march wow yeah i mean i'm not a huge drinker but i drink consistently yeah. Yeah. No alcohol. I have no urge to drink. So Wow. I miss wow. it. I do miss I'm, it. I'm a, I'm now a heavy drinker. <laughs> <laughs> so when this is all over, Glenn, you and I we'll, we'll hit yeah. the pub. We'll get, hit, hit the pub and then we'll go for a run. <laughs> Glenn, yeah, thank you so pleasure, much mate. for your time. Thank you. And, and I wish no you and your family stay safe and uh you know we'll become stronger uh, at, on the other side of this. We definitely will. You too. Take care, Dean. Thanks, Bye mate. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Peace.